Traffic.net. I'm Matt Lane, and that's your Wednesday edition of All That's News. All Sports Talk is next on News Radio WGNS. WGNS, Murfreesboro. This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSradio.com. Rutherford County's place to talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All Sports Talk is on News Radio WGNS. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS is sponsored by Good Neighbor State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Kanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, a Wednesday edition. Pretty nasty day in the borough, but need a little rain. Um, let's see. Pretty much went over high school sports yesterday. So today we'll kind of look at some MTSU stuff and do better than join us. And Tony Stennett, who works for the MTSU uh, Media Relations Department and is also in charge of in that regard of women's basketball. Tony, thanks for joining us again. Thanks for having me, Monty. All right. Well, the 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 athletic season's about over. I know track is still going on. But um, before you know it, um, this month of June and July, they go by pretty quickly, and then you'll be right back at it. Oh, no doubt. And getting ready, uh, you know, for football now even – season tickets already on sale and uh you know looking forward to not only getting back out there for football but uh having some fans in the stands and and so forth you know i was talking about that yesterday um you know i hadn't um i had had not gotten the the release yet uh, that um all the mtsu games would be on some sort of tv but i did talk about them being on um, the CBS Sports Network a couple times. Whether that's good, bad, you know, I don't know. Um, ultimately, if you're winning, you're probably going to get pretty good fans attendance, if not. But uh, there, there's so many other options out there and television now. There's so many games on. And I'm sure the marketing department racks its brains every year trying to figure out promotions and this and that and but there doesn't seem to be a magic form formula does it to drawing big crowds oh no no and you know i think the good thing about um the cbs uh network games is of course um i think in one of those friday nights but you're on pretty much you can go any bar in the country and those games are on um so you know there's a lot of visibility for your program and your team and all of that but you're right um you know, it's so, so much uh, on the marketing department to promote and try to come up with ways to attract fans into the stadium. And um, hopefully this year, 
uh, we're waiting on word. But hopefully this year, you know, the uh, a couple of really fan-friendly deals um, from the past couple years will be back, which the family fun zone has been a big hit. And then, of course, uh, season before last, the addition of the beer garden was a big hit uh, out there in the end zone. So those are, are a couple of things that um, – lend themselves to more than just the football experience, uh, the football game, you know, so there's more of the experience coming to the stadium, one for the children and another for the adults. So um, I'm looking forward to hopefully getting those things back and um, also looking forward to having a, a good football team on the field this year. Yeah, it's going to be interesting which way, you know, uh, you know, and I think every, most every team's probably – in the same boat as middle obviously some teams have more experience coming back but there's a lot of unknowns because of the covid what players that could come back are going to come back and which players are just moving on with their lives so uh that you know it's there's question marks all around with everybody oh yeah and you know a lot of what people don't think about is uh there's all this talk about everybody getting their extra year and so forth but a lot of the upperclassmen, I think that um, in some cases, you know, if they don't feel that there's a chance for them to play beyond college or they don't aspire to do that and they already have their degree, then it kind of just reaches a point where at 23, 24, 25 even, maybe you're ready to move on with your, your professional career if that's not going to include uh, athletics. But, you know, uh, I think in the case of MTSU, a majority of the defensive side of the ball is back. I was excited to see that Reed Blankenship uh, decided to come back for his extra year, you know, because last year he led the team in tackles, uh, had a solid year, but not a typical year for him, I don't think he felt. So uh, coming off that injury, he got a full year under his belt, and he'll be back as a leader on that defense and then um you know what i'm really excited about is on the offensive side got a new coordinator and coach Dearman's doing a great job but um you think about bailey hockman transferring in from nc state uh big strong left-handed quarterback uh but the thing about bailey is he's a proven commodity at the power five level nc state was a top 25 team last year and he led those, uh, led the Wolfpack for a majority of those games. So you got him back along with uh, a majority of the receiving crew. And in addition to that, two of those tailbacks who had transferred in from Florida State and West Virginia that had opted out last year, they're back. So I think that there is great potential uh, for the Blue Raider football team to, um, you know, to break out and have a big year, of course. Uh, facing another tough schedule, uh, particularly on the non-conference side, but that's just kind of the way it is. But um, it's exciting, and, you know, I know the, the players and the coaches are looking forward to getting back here for fall camp after getting to actually have a spring this year. Yeah, and you mentioned that um, non-conference schedule, and uh, the toughest opponent very well may be Liberty. I mean, I look up. I look up. Liberty's good in everything. Of course, money's not a major issue there. But my gosh, I think they're like one of seven schools that went to a bowl game and went to the men's and women's um, 
basketball tournaments and and going to a baseball regional or a softball can't remember exactly what it was but liberty that name is just starting to uh kind of get out there oh yeah and i mean even i I remember making the comment uh when the golf (coughs) regionals were announced there was liberty and one of the regionals like uh as a top four seed somewhere and i remember thinking just like you said my goodness uh they've just gotten good at everything but you know, you mentioned Liberty, and another interesting point there, but um, Bailey played against Liberty um, while he was at NC State last year, so that's an opponent he has seen. Um, hopefully that would weigh in our advantage, but, you know, people don't think uh, much about it, probably, but right off the bat, Monmouth will be a very tough opponent for Middle Tennessee. They were in the uh, FCS playoffs last year and made a good run. And, uh, you know, we know from past experience, Monty, that just because you're not at the FBS level doesn't mean that you're not quality uh, as based on some of those great Blue Raider teams of the uh, 80s and 90s. And, of course, Georgia Southern through the years, Jacksonville State most recently, North Dakota State. So um, that would be an interesting game right off the bat, uh, even though it's not a Division One team. It is a quality opponent. And yeah. Of course, you follow that up going to uh, Virginia Tech. You know, it was my bad for lack of preparation when I mentioned this yesterday. I kind of mentioned that. Of course, you got your free game with Monmouth, and then I did, just started doing some reading. And like you said, they were in the playoffs. And a team that makes the FCS playoffs can play with a lot of teams in the FBS. So, I mean, as you said, MTSU. Um, prove that over the years oh yeah yeah so it's it's exciting and you know it's really hard to think that we're just um a little over two months away from uh, you know well actually we're uh just a month and a half away from fall camp but uh just a little over two months from uh labor day and uh kickoff weekend tony stennett with the mtsu media relations department joining us today this portion of the show brought to you by first bank where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906, that's First Bank. We'll take a break and be right back. Here's Dr. Craig McCabe at McCabe Vision Center. The masks are most effective when the people around you are wearing them, and they work best when everybody's wearing them. Dr. Craig McCabe, the eye doctor you hear on the radio. You know, you think of the country's economy going down because of all these things, and that's absolutely true in every single way. McCabe Vision Center on Heritage Park Drive, just off Memorial, behind SunTrust Bank. Wear it in public and just get used to it. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. We have a club steak, and the club steak can be cooked to any flavor that you want. It is the club steak. It's a seven-ounce piece of steak, and we named it that way because it looks like and it has the shape of a golf club. We have a low-calorie menu and a low-carb menu. So depending on whatever diet that you like, we have options for you that are available at Demas's. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner seven days a week at Demas's. 
Hello there, this is Lenny Farmer once again for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Moms and dads, I have something you need to know about your kids. They won't bring up the issue of funeral plans because they feel it will make you uncomfortable and consider it your business. Although they might hope you would take care of these sensitive issues on their behalf, they'll leave that up to you. So, what do you say? Can we talk? Call me at 615-893-2422. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850 and let me save you money and time. Your home, your auto, together they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your home and auto. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Joined today by Tony Sennett with the MTSU Media Relations Department. Tony, we mentioned that you are primarily, your primary duties are with um, uh, MTSU women's basketball and um about every year coach insel uh with the lady raiders is honored in some way and uh this weekend uh will be another <laughs> yearly honor for coach yeah money and it's uh it's a big weekend for coach insel and uh quite frankly in my opinion long overdue um saturday is not only his uh birthday but uh also there will be a reception at shelbyville central high school where uh, the gym and the high school court is named in his honor. This was actually supposed to happen last summer, and then the pandemic hit, so it had to be postponed. Uh, But in honor of Coach Insel, they went ahead and did the naming of the gym and the court uh, so that last basketball season uh, it was properly named. But the official dedication is taking place this Saturday at 1 o'clock there at the high school. Uh, the public is invited to attend. Obviously, this has to do with, um, you know, his days uh, leading the Golden Eagleettes and the great success he had there. But, um, you know, I know that there will be some uh, Lady Raider fans that want to go and support Coach Insel, and uh, they are more than welcome. But it's 1 o'clock at Shelbyville, and, uh, you know, I know there's going to be a lot of his former players from Shelbyville there um, we've posted some things here and there's been an outpouring of uh, you know compliments and congratulations for coach and you know I think all things happen in due time that that should happen and this is a no-brainer I mean 775 wins in his 28 seasons there um, you know not only a record 10 class AAA state championships, but um, in addition to that record, 10 state championships, he played in the championship game six other times and was runner-up. So 16 of his 28 years, uh, he had his team in the championship game. And I don't know how you feel, Monty. You know, you you covered a lot of basketball, high school girls basketball uh, through these years, and I would dare argue that it was so much harder to do what they did back in that run in the uh, 
late 80s and through the 90s because the biggest reason, and I'm not saying the players today aren't as good as they were then, they certainly are, but there's more schools, which means that the talent is more spread out, kind of. Um, So I think a lot of what they accomplished back then was against some of the better teams uh, that you would see. And not only that, uh, the region that they played in was regarded as probably one of the toughest throughout the state with, you know, uh, White County, uh, Oakland, Lebanon back in the day. And then, of course, you get through all of that and all you got waiting for in front of you is Bradley Central uh, to get to the state. And they happen to have the all-time winningest high school coach uh, in history in, in Coach Smitty. So I think it's, uh, as you look back on it, uh, pretty remarkable what Coach Ensel did um, in his time at Shelbyville. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, he's it, kind of set the standard in terms of winning championships. And as you said, you know, he had to get, get through teams and through teams in Rutherford County, the great Sparta teams, and, of course, uh, Coach Smitty's team at uh, uh, Bradley Central. Um, Tony, um, last time we had you on, we talked about the Lady Raiders will have a new look next year to the – Hayes uh, sisters have entered the transfer portal um, and reportedly going to Mississippi State. Uh, so uh, they were able to pick up a couple other players. and But uh, the, the faces are going to change, but the competition uh, level is not going to change. A pretty aggressive schedule. I know you got some new news on that. Yeah, and, uh, you know, kudos to Matt Insel uh, on putting this schedule together because you got to remember, last year, due to a lot of uh, cancellations and so forth due to COVID, um, a lot of the contracts and stuff got out of whack across the board. Uh, so teams were scrambling for games, <clears throat> trying to fill in their schedule. And um, as it turns out, you know, you remember last year, MTSU ended up with several home games in the non-conference slate, so it was questionable what this year's non-conference home slate would look like, and we actually have four non-conference home games this year. I don't have dates or anything like that yet, but I know we'll play Vanderbilt at home, East Carolina, Mercer, and uh, Southern Illinois, and uh, then we'll be traveling. Uh, The travel schedule is really nice, too, for local fans because uh, three of the five games are at Tennessee Tech, Belmont, and Lipscomb. And uh, then, of course, uh, we'll be at VCU and at Troy. Of those non-conference games, four of those teams were in the uh, NCAA tournament team. You know, fan, Lady Raider fans will remember uh, Susie Gardner from Austin Key uh, left there to go to Arkansas. She's now the coach at Mercer and has done a good really good job there. Vanderbilt with a new coach, uh, like I said, will be coming in here. But uh, on the road, you've got VCU, which was a, a NCAA tournament team last year. Belmont, you know, not only an NCAA tournament team, but uh, had a first-round upset. And then uh, also returning a home-and-home Detroit, which was the Sun Belt champions, and quite frankly, um just got hosed in the uh, first round of the tournament. They should have had a huge upset. I'm thinking they might have been a 15, which would have been a 15 over a 2. Uh, I think they were playing Texas A&M, but that was a 
a real heartbreaker remembering that one. And then at Thanksgiving, the team will be going to Daytona Beach for a tournament. And uh, it looks like, not in stone, but it looks like the two opponents there will be Notre Dame and Illinois. And you know, Monty, what's interesting is to say that there are four NCAA tournament teams amongst the non-conference slates, and Notre Dame is not one of them. Wow. Well, again, an aggressive schedule, but um, and, and speaking of the schedule, what's their summer schedule going to be like in terms of the whole team getting here and been um, practicing and things like that? Well, um, actually, next week we'll start uh, team camps. You know, those are back this year. Uh, so looking forward to getting a lot of the um, high school teams on campus for their team camps. And then um, the Lady Raiders will report back uh, to campus in August uh, and start getting ready for the school year and the season. Part of the reason for that delay, Monty, is um, in the month of July this year, coaches are uh, allowed back out on the recruiting trail for the first time since the pandemic hit. So Middle Tennessee coaches will be... um, will be out uh, recruiting in the month of July, looking forward to the next year's class of players, 21-22, which is also pretty remarkable. You mentioned, you know, the new players we have coming in, and it's a really, really good class. But just to think, um, the kids coming in this year, all the incoming players, none of them had on-campus visits. None of them, you know, got to be here in person. So it was a really good job by the coaches of selling the program and the campus and what the university has to offer academically uh, without the kids actually being here to see it and to to take it in. Tony Stennett joining us today. He's with the MTSU Media Relations Department. We're going to take a quick pause. We'll be right back, and Chip Walters will join us with the Blue Raider Insider Report. If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. But it's not like falling off Mount Everest or something. (laughs) Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. (laughs) That guy's still falling. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Good afternoon. It's still busy out here up and down Sam Ridley Parkway, especially as you come off the interstate. It's moving out here. That's a good thing. On I-24, as you head out towards Manchester, we did see a lot of radar uh, headed out towards Coffee County a little bit earlier. Gatlinburg Wine Cellar, home of the world-famous cotton candy wine. Check it out at GatlinburgWineCellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Folks, I hope you're listening every Sunday night at 8 o'clock to the Edwin Lee Raymer Show. We'll talk about some local politics, national politics, all types of topics, all types of guests. That's 8 o'clock Sunday night, Edwin Lee Raymer Show. Talk to you then. Whether you need general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Hall's Auto Care. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Hall's Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Hall's Auto Care. 
In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. Every team knows which play can be the winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. When you think insurance, think Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance 200 South Lowry in Smyrna. Rayburn is an independent agency, so Wayne will shop multiple national companies to make your best insurance deal. It's personal with Wayne, whether working in community, schools, or insurance. Trust Wayne Blair, your full-service insurance agent. 390-8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance, 390-8476. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters, play-by-play voice of the Blue. Chip, what's up? Well, good afternoon, everybody, and news of a big outreach program by Blue Raider Athletics around the mid-state this summer is uh, being announced today. Middle alumni and Blue Raider fans alike will have the opportunity to meet and mingle with head coach Rick Stockstill and some of his staff, along with other Blue Raider head coaches, as the Blue Raider Blitz rolls across the mid-state. It's a community-wide event with guaranteed fun for the entire family. The Blitz will include seven stops in Middle Tennessee over a four-day period in Murfreesboro, Mount Juliet, Shelbyville, Franklin, Nashville, Columbia, and Smyrna. The full schedule is uh, we'll be giving you. Alumni will be receiving postcards in the mail and will have the opportunity to receive complimentary meals with an RSVP. Along with Stock, the other Blue Raider coaches that will make appearances will include Nick McDevitt, Jim Toman, Teo Bailey Duvall, Jimmy Borndame, and football coordinator Scott Schaefer and Brent Deerman. Here's the full Blue Raider Blitz schedule on Wednesday, July 21st from noon to 1.30. They will be in Mount Juliet at the GOAT. Same day, 6 to 8 o'clock on the Courthouse Square in Shelbyville. On Thursday, July 22nd, from noon to 1.30 at the Americana Tap House in Franklin and 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, in Nashville at 3rd and Home right beside First Horizon Park. On Wednesday, July 20th, 28th from noon to 1.30 at Puckett's in Columbia, right on the square. And in Smyrna at 6 to 8 o'clock at Lee Victory Park. And on Thursday, July 29th in Murfreesboro, 6 to 8 p.m. at Puckett's in Murfreesboro. And again, those dates can be found on GoBlueRaiders.com. Turning to football, the Blue Raiders will have all 12 of their games broadcast on television for the 2021 season as announced by the Conference USA office late yesterday. Blue Raider games will be available this fall on the CBS Sports Network, Stadium, ESPN3, ESPN Plus, and the ACC Network. The Blue Raiders will open the 2021 campaign against Monmouth in a game that will 
kickoff at 6 o'clock on Labor Day weekend and will be on ESPN3. It'll be the first meeting ever between the Blue Raiders and the Hawks. And uh, Monmouth did advance to the NCAA FCS playoffs this spring. Middle Tennessee will then go on a three-game road swing, which begins at Virginia Tech on 9-11. It'll be the Blue Raiders' first meeting against the Hokies. Remember, they were supposed to have played last year. That game did not happen. It'll be an afternoon contest on the ACC Network. The Blue Raiders will travel to UTSA in Charlotte the following two weeks to open conference play. Raiders and Roadrunners will meet for the fourth time, and it will be the third trip to the Alamo Dome for the Blue Raiders. Middle added a midseason game against UTSA last year due to COVID. The Blue Raiders and Roadrunners will play at 5 o'clock, and the game against Charlotte will be a Friday night affair, and that will be uh, on the CBS Sports Network. Again, congratulations to a couple of Blue Raider tracksters. Esther Issa advanced to the NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championships in the women's high jump. She had a leap of 1.82 meters to punch her ticket uh, to Eugene, Oregon. And on the men's side, it is... uh, Keegan Chamati, he is going in the men's 3,000-meter steeplechase as uh, he has one of the best times in the entire country. All right, that's it for today. We'll have another update for you coming tomorrow. All righty, Chip. We appreciate you as always, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. And remind everyone, the Blue Raider Inside Report brought to you each day by Wayne Blair and Rayborn Insurance, Steve Ruckert, and RAI Advisors, and Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. We'll take a break and be right back. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer, find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. Hi, I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want you to know me as your realtor. Whether you're buying or selling, it's time to choose Chip. Do you have a growing family? Are you thinking about downsizing? Are you relocating to Middle Tennessee? Well, it's time to choose Chip. Go to my website, choosechip.net. There you'll find a dynamic home search engine plus a ton of other features that'll help you during your search. If you're looking for a realtor that's professional and has your best interest at heart, it's time to choose Chip. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Joined today by Tony Stennett, the MTSU Media Relations Department. Uh, we just had the Blue Raider Insider Report. Kind of got a little Blue Raider Insider Report all day today. Uh, Tony, we're talking Lady Raider basketball and um, the fact that they can go out and recruit. And I know um, they're really excited to get back and go see kids play. I'm sure the kids are too. And, you know, uh, with the transfer portal, with players getting extra years, 
of eligibility. I think a lot of people, uh, we'd be remiss that some high school players that might have gotten looks or were able to sign at certain places um, might not be afforded that luxury now. So um, they got to really get out and pinpoint what they're going to need in the next, you know, couple, four year, two to four years, uh, depending on which, you know, which level that they're going to be um, recruiting at. So um, uh, the, the talent pool is still there, but how much of it is actually going to make it to the collegiate level? Yeah, I think that's an interesting point, and I think it'll come back a lot to philosophy, um, you know, and, and the transfer, uh, transfer portal has probably changed the way um, a lot of people do things. Like I heard one coach talking about uh, coaching is now more about managing your roster than it is developing players. And I would think that would be um, the attitude of someone that's going to just constantly be in the portal looking for players who can make an immediate impact. Now, there's many different reasons why kids get in that portal. We all know that. But I also believe that um, the more they're in their portal, maybe that should make you wonder why they're staying. You know, there's some people in there that are on their third school. So at some point, maybe it's it's just not working out. So uh, I'm excited that uh, Coach Insel's philosophy has remained the same. Um, This year, they've got a player... Uh, out of the portal in Dorsar, uh, who we're excited about. But you got to remember, uh, four of our incoming players are high school players. The majority of the roster is still kids that came from uh, high school programs, and that's why Coach Insel and his staff are so excited about the opportunity to get back out this summer. Uh, you know, they're able to see a lot more in the summer with the travel teams playing in these tournaments because. Once the season starts, you know, we're playing at the same time the high school teams are playing. So it's not as easy to get out and see as many games as you would like to, although I think this staff does a good job. Um, But the summer is so critical for them in identifying talent and looking one to two and even three years ahead uh, and building that base uh, for the future. So um, I think you'll continue to see that um, as long as Coach Insel is here, that philosophy will remain the same, where he will go after high school kids and look to develop them. Uh, but obviously, when there are players uh, looking to transfer that we have an in on, well, you know, we're not going to not go after them if we have an opportunity to get them. But what I've seen in the last couple years for us is more uh, filling a need than just going into the portal to get a player. Yeah, and, you know, and you've got to do your research on those, particularly if you got a player that you're only going to have a year or two years because they're used to doing things their way, another coach's way, and you really got to find players that are going to buy into your way. Yeah, and that's why I'm really excited to see uh, Dorsar when she gets in here because obviously you would think that she would come in with a uh, great opportunity to be the point guard, and she's only here one year. So, um, you know, I know that Coach Insel has said in the past how important the point guard position is in his offense, uh, and it's not the easiest to learn. So uh, I think that knowing those things 
and knowing what uh, Door did at Maine, it gets you pretty excited about how the coaches must feel about her. And um, I know in the recruiting process that they considered her one of their must-gets. So they were very excited when they got a player of her, uh, I wanted to say potential, but really she's so proven it's really a player of her caliber. You know, uh, let's kind of move on to the men a bit. Uh, you know, they hit the transfer portal, got the kid from uh, Milwaukee that averaged about 15 points a game. You know, you look at middle, um, Tony, the record was poor, and they're about every game it seemed like they were there but didn't have that player that would just take a game over. You know, that difference maker that really everybody in the league had. I mean, you you know, you just you look at how many games, you know, it's 65 to 62 with five minutes to go, and then the opposing team would rip off a 12 nothing run, and then you're beat. But, you know, if you look into the game within the game, uh, they had a chance to win a lot of games. They just didn't do it. Well, there's so many of those that come to mind, Monty, especially in conference play when, uh, as you were, you know, saying that, I mean, that just jumped out at me. Both UAB games, home and away. Both Western Kentucky games here. Uh, the conference tournament game against North Texas uh, is a perfect example. That game is uh, a, a one-possession game. Middle's right there in it in the in the second half, and then, bam, a 12-0 run, and it was over. Um but there's so many examples of that throughout the year. So I think that it showed, on one hand, that we were more athletic. We were able to be in these games. But um, I think two things are important here uh, moving forward is that, uh, one, players coming in are going to have to be impact players. But of equal importance is staying healthy and developing the guys that were here. You know, the men's team uh, went through a lot of um, – COVID situations last year where they, due to either COVID or injuries, they didn't have the same guys on the floor for a majority of the games until the end of the year. So um, I think this summer and this fall is very important for the team uh, in developing chemistry, getting those new guys in here and seeing where they fit. Um, but at some point, you got to find who, you know, Lewis Bivens always talked about the bell cow, you know, and who that is. And every great team seems to have one that, you know, I can remember, I think about three years ago, four, I guess it would be four years now, but when Nick King played here, you know, Western's really good, we're really good. It was a huge game, and we're at Western, and um, it looked like Western was pulling away, and then... Nick just made that ridiculous three-pointer from the wing that probably you shouldn't be able to make. But, I mean, he was that guy. And Reggie Upshaw, you know, uh, like in the Minnesota NCAA tournament game, you just felt like one of those kind of guys is always going to rise up and and find a way to help keep their team in the game or win the game. And I think that in Coach McDevitt's three years, we're still kind of looking for – that guy, you know, the, who who is the one who's going to take charge and be the one that uh, other other guys rally around? And I'm not sure if that person is here now or uh, will be coming in with this new class in the summer. But you know, it is imperative that uh, that you have somebody like that. 
We're joined today by Tony Stennett with the MTSU Media Relations Department. We'll take a break and be right back. Once a fear weather strikes, we break in. Tornado warning for central Rutherford County. Our own meteorologist giving you a complete Rutherford County forecast. So you should be in shelter already. In there is no safer place in the storm. News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. It's still busy out here up and down Sam Ridley Parkway, especially as you come off the interstate. It's moving out here. That's a good thing. On I-24, as you head out towards Manchester, we did see a lot of radar uh, headed out towards Coffee County a little bit earlier. Gatlinburg Wine Cellar, home of the world-famous cotton candy wine. Check it out at GatlinburgWineCellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We do it your way at pizza. You can order Murphy Spurl's favorite pizza online. SirPizzaTN.com. Carry out and delivery for dinner tonight at SirPizzaTN.com. Parks Auction. We handle everything. Whether you're buying or selling a home or whether you're buying or selling commercial property, the auction is just so much easier, quicker, smoother. My wife and I sold our personal home. Parks Auctions helped us with that. The house brought about 20% more than we were going to ask for. Visit our website at parksauction.com to learn more. Hi there, to have a home now, $15. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. All sports talk. On News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank, locations in the borough, Woodbury, Nashville, and 46 others across the state. That's First Bank. Tony Stennett with the MTSU Media Relations Department. Join us, Tony. Um, let's jump to the Hall of Fame. Uh, I guess you'll be busy with that this summer. Yeah, and uh, actually, Monty, we've already had our first uh, committee meeting. Um, you know, we went through the nomination process, had a, a really good amount of new um, new nominees this year, uh, some up on uh, for the first time on the ballot. Uh hard to believe Jason Millard, you know, from Riverdale, um, who had a great golf career here at MTSU, in fact, is still playing. Hard to believe, you know, he's been out 10 years, but he's eligible for the Hall of Fame for the first time. Um, But what's interesting is we have some first-time Hall of Famers uh, on the ballot, and then we have people who were sent in and nominated who, you know, have been out there for a while and uh, haven't made their way in. Those are always... Uh, fun to look at but that that list was uh close to 100 and that committee has taken it down to 20 so we'll be meeting in the next uh, couple weeks to select uh, next year's hall of fame class from this group of 20 but i know when that first committee uh finished uh i think they felt really good about themselves because uh one of the members made a comment that said don't you feel like no matter who gets in of these 20, there'll be a great Hall of Fame class, and everyone agreed. And, of course, uh, the, the committees are different that, that look at these. So, um, it, you know, that'll be the next step um, is selecting the Hall of Fame. Like I said, that'll, that'll come out here in the next couple weeks, and then uh, we should be making those announcements here in July. So I'm really excited about that, and... I was just thinking this week, since that's kind of prevalent, 
of, of what we're working on is, uh, man, you know, it's going to be tough to beat last year's class. But, you know, last year at this time, I remember thinking, boy, sure, it's going to be hard to beat last year's class. Um, and I think that speaks to our history and the quality of the athletes here is that the way the Hall of Fame is and has been here the last several years is you just feel like uh, every year it's like you you know it's it's not only our history but you know you're re, you're remembering how good these players were for their sport in those eras and uh, I just love to be reminded of that and uh, my favorite part is each year just feeling like man you know what a great class and I think we find ourselves saying that year after year after year. Uh, Tony uh, will finish up with baseball um blue raiders made some hay this year did get into the tournament and um i think it's well documented they, they pitched unbelievably this year you know scuffled at the plate but um it's baby steps and getting in the tournament is pretty significant if you look at this conference um four teams are in the ncaa regional and the thing about it is, um, I remember one year when Middle was in the Sun Belt, they got four teams in, uh, but I don't. But most of them were like third seeds. If somebody else other than the four teams, you know, Charlotte, Southern Miss, La Tech, and Old Dominion had won that tournament, they would have gotten five teams in. Because you look at the seedings, Old Dominion and La Tech are both one seeds, and Southern Miss. And Charlotte are two seeds, and um, I don't think that's ever happened in Conference USA. Oh, no, and it's just remarkable. And you think about that, that's four regional teams, which makes up half of the field of your own conference tournament. So um, you're definitely right. It's baby steps, but making the tournament in this conference in baseball, uh, I mean, it's not easy, but I know we feel around here that we should always be in that top eight. So... I was uh, really, really pleased with uh, the year and, and that we finally took that step and got back in the tournament for the first time since 2015. So it shows growth in the third year under Coach Toman. And, you know, Monty, it's weird. That's what's so great about baseball. You mentioned about the pitching and the hitting. So based on our pitching, if you would have told me going into the tournament that we were going to score seven, six, and eight runs in our first three games, then I would have told you we were certainly going to be playing on Saturday for a chance to get into that Sunday championship. But, you know, other than Aaron Brown's dominant performance against Charlotte, um, the pitching just didn't hold out there the rest of the week. But we certainly hit the ball well enough to to be in some games and win some games. But uh, I think it was a great step forward and a lot for – this staff to build on going into uh, next season. And I'll tell you something else, too. If you told me that there'd be four teams in the regionals as one, either a one or two seed, and Rice and FAU weren't one of them, I would have told you you were crazy. Oh, definitely. And then, you know, I think that uh, now we're not in Houston and we don't know the whole situation, but if you want to know about expectations uh, at a university in their program, well, look at the fact that after three years at Rice, Matt Braga 
was uh, let go after this past season, and one of those seasons was a COVID year. So actually one and a half, because last year was cut short due to COVID, and then this year you're still dealing with COVID uh, and the pandemic. But after three seasons, uh, you know, he was let go. So I think that kind of tells you what the expectations are for Rice baseball. And you mentioned Aaron Brown. You know, I'm not saying I predicted it, but I did say the beauty of baseball, you take a guy like Aaron Brown with his stuff, if he pitches well, um, you know, an eight seed could beat a one seed, and they were able to do that, so that was a big win. And speaking of Aaron Brown, there's 20, there's 20 rounds in the draft this year, and, you know, conventional wisdom would suggest that he would be drafted uh, the, the only thing is there wasn't a draft last year but five rounds so there's a lot of guys still out there waiting to get drafted so it's going to be interesting to see how that goes but based on what he did this year uh, what have you done for me lately probably his last year yeah I would think so uh, like you said 20 rounds that, that gives him you know I think a great opportunity probably a lot of Blue Raider fans are hopeful <laughs> that, that he doesn't get drafted but with it only being 20 rounds, I think it's one of those deals that if he gets drafted and wants to go, he will. I don't think it's a deal that you say, well, could you come back next year and get drafted even higher? You know what I mean? Uh, it, it's different if there's a lot more rounds like there used to be. Um, but, you know, what a great year he had here, one of the top strikeout leaders in all of college baseball. But even more impressive was how few walks he had. So, um just a dominant season, and uh, of course, I hope he's back in a Blue Raider uniform next year. Um, but you know, if not, then he he left us with a lot of uh, great performances. All right, Tony. Well, we appreciate you joining us as always. Um, our Atlanta Braves are up next, and uh, they got some issues to iron out. <laughs> they may need to draft Aaron Brown. Exactly. All right, Tony. Appreciate it as always. Thanks, Lonnie. That's Tony Stennett joining us today. Andy Herzer will join me tomorrow. Everybody have a great rest of the day. We'll talk to you then. All Sports Talk on News Radio. WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm Agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. First Bank, Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance. Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. Jennings and Ears Funeral Home. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.